incredibly sad. I, I'm keeping the, I'm debating, I've been debating over, should, do I post these podcasts? Because my podcasts this week have just been, they've been downers. You haven't listened to it yet. Well, by the time you're listening to this, you have, maybe. As I'm recording this, nobody's listened to them. They're all just downers. It's about, like, depression and anxiety and the, the, the shooting in the subway. And uh, I don't even know what else. Just a bunch of crap. Well, here's more. Because uh, it's incredibly sad. Gilbert Gottfried, of course, died yesterday. Uh, I was on a call an end of the day call, I believe, and uh, I almost. <laughs> I, I, luckily, I was on mute. So I was like, "Oh fuck, Gilbert Gottfried died." I almost interrupted the call to tell people, um, you know, like if JFK was assassinated during a call, I would have been uh, during a Teams call. I'm mean, like, guys, <laughs> I would, I probably would have said anything on that, but Gilbert Gottfried, like, oh my god, guys, um, it sucks, man. What the fuck? So, like, if you go back to last August, on August 31st, 2021, Gilbert Gottfried, Bob Saget, Norm MacDonald, Scott Hall, Louis Anderson, John Madden, Betty White were all still alive. You could have had a conference call with all of those people. And, uh, and now they're, and they're all gone now. And I know there's others too that I'm. There's other big names that have passed since then, but those are the ones that, uh, you know, those are the ones that that I can think of off the top of my head because those are those are those are big ones. Um, and yet, Bill Cosby is well into his 80s and he's out of jail. Tim Allen will probably have some other, like nine year long sitcom, making fun of liberals. And uh, and the guy with the stupid puppets is uh, is probably going to live to be 110. And look, I'm not wishing ill of Tim Allen or Jeff Dunham. I am wishing ill of Bill Cosby. Uh, I just, every day it's like, oh, he's Bill. Okay, so Norm MacDonald's dead. Bob Saget's dead. Louis Anderson's dead. Gilbert Gottfried's dead. Betty White, John Madden. Scott Hall, Robin Williams, Joan Rivers. I'm just naming, you know, these are rest, some are wrestlers, some are comedians, some are and and Bill Cosby is is an old man living rather comfortably at home. He's not even in uh, in in jail. He's not even locked up anymore. He's home. Uh just like, oh, you know who else? Uh let's see. OJ. So, okay. So all of those comedians I just named they're dead. And then, you know, we watch The Office all the time and seeing Patrice O'Neill, he was only in a handful of episodes. He was great in all of them. Some of the, like, one of the funniest things is when, uh, <laughs> when Kelly tells, uh, tells, I guess his name was Lonnie on The Office. He was one of the warehouse workers, Patrice O'Neill, who's, who's been dead for quite some time. This is about 12, 12 years ago, I think he died. And, uh, by the way, watching the Bob Saget roast now, it's like, oh my God, Bob Saget, Norm Macdonald, uh, Greg uh, Greg Giraldo, uh, Gilbert Gottfried, Cloris Leachman, like, oh my God, there's there's not a lot of people still alive from that Bob Saget roast. 
um, which is still my favorite roast of them all because of Norm Macdonald's stand-up. Anyway, uh, that nobody got at the time. Nobody thought it was funny. And uh, that's how I knew. That's how you know that Norm Macdonald is, is in a different uh, stratosphere of comedy uh, than everybody, everybody else because so many people just, even comedians were like, I, what is he doing right now? Oh, he's, he's telling f- clean jokes that are so terrible, it's the funniest thing ever. And everybody expect you know, you expect a certain thing because Bob Saget is both the cleanest guy in the world, Danny Tanner, and he's also filthy in his stand-up. And, uh, and so Norm, Norm was able to traverse both of those in some way because then he, you know, Norm added, so, you know, he, he kind of broke from that stuff. And so, yeah. Anyway, it's just so I can I can never get enough of that Bob Saget roast, the Norm Macdonald stuff. Uh, but yeah, so, so all, these, all these great comedians are, are gone. They're dead. Uh, oh, 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 I was talking about Lon, The Office when, when Lonnie played by Patrice O'Neill, said something, you know, they're doing the the office safety and talking about, like, uh, uh, what what the fuck are they talking, you know, health health risks of of sitting for prolonged periods of time, and and Patrice O'Neill's character, Lonnie, goes, he's like, "That's, that's fat butt disease, that's, yeah, you got that fat butt disease, we're down in the warehouse doing real stuff, and Daryl goes, yeah, this is shenanigans up here, and Lonnie's like, yeah, you have fat butt disease sitting on your sitting on your ass all day. And uh, and Kelly <laughs> Kelly goes, excuse me, sea monster, you weigh like 400 pounds or something like that. And uh, and he goes, I'll bet you'd like to swim with this sea monster. And Kelly goes, Ryan. <laughs> and, and Patrice goes, Ryan, he goes, tell your girl to shut up, please. Dude, please tell your girl to shut up. And she and Kelly goes, Ryan, what why don't you say something? <laughs> And Ryan turns to Kelly and goes, Kelly, apologize. You've insulted the gentleman. Because <laughs> Ryan is obviously terrified of Lonnie. Oh, it's such a great scene. and I, But it makes me sad because it's like, oh, Patrice O'Neill, he's been gone for so long. And that cor- that kind of crew, that sort of, uh, that sort of group, like, yeah, of like the, uh, the Patrice O'Neills and... Uh, yeah, and then Greg Greg Giraldo is it Gerardo? I think I, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. I don't know. Greg, who's also long dead, and Gilbert's dead, and Norm's dead, and Bob Saget's dead, and there's like a small handful of like those, you know. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey Ross, and like. Colin Quinn and like I don't know I guess maybe like Dave Attell and maybe like Jim Norton. I'm sure there's others that I'm forgetting, but there's like those those just really, yeah those 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 comedians who were like really big, like late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, you know, like Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn. Uh, any you know that that kind of era uh, of just. Uh, you know, just just dudes that you would you know you would expect to sort of be friends with and hang out and have drinks with and stuff like those kind of guys who who just who would just have you doubled over laughing all the time because they're just endlessly funny. And uh, anyway, um, yeah, so they're they're like they're all gone, and then you got <laughs> 
Yeah, Louis C.K., who was one of my favorites, he's getting Grammys, and he's like a fucking, you know, sex predator, sex perv, whatever. Like, hey, hey, come in and watch me jerk off. Yeah, what are you going to say about that? I'm I'm the star of the show, and you are you are but a lowly PA trying to make it in this business. So what what will you do? Will you stay and watch me jerk off and you don't want to? Or will you uh, leave and then your career is over? Cool. He just won a Grammy. So, and Cosby's out of jail and OJ's playing golf all day. And uh, it's, you know, there's been a saying since forever and it goes like this. Life's not fucking fair. And yeah, it's, it's very true. It's just very, very true. Because uh, it's just not. Because all like at least a couple of these guys would still be alive. Like in, in a fair world, we would be uh, you know gearing up to watch a new Norm Macdonald comedy special, or a new podcast. With, you know, Gilbert would have like an, you know there'd be a new episode coming out with Bob Saget and Norm Macdonald on it, or somebody. You know. Betty White would have had the would have made it another fucking month just to have the hundred years celebration. John Madden uh, would have had his big you know Christmas Day special, and then and then maybe we'd hear from Madden a little bit more. I know it's not like oh life's so unfair. Madden is dead at the age of eighty five after eating turduckins his whole life. All right, I'll put I'll take Madden out of this equation. I guess I guess life was life was plenty fair to Madden. <laughs> I'm talking about us as fans. You know, Ultimate Warrior, after 20 years away from WWE, comes back. He's going to be an ambassador. He's like part of the thing again. He's back in the family. And then he drops dead two days later. So, yeah, I don't know. That's why I try not to. I, I find myself getting so worked up about so many little things. And then I get myself more worked up about the fact that I'm getting worked up about those things. And that's why I've mentioned in previous podcasts. I have two weeks from tomorrow. Oh, no, today's Wednesday. Two weeks from Friday. Is today Wednesday? The 13th. Yeah. Wednesday the 13th. Uh, Friday's tax day. I owe a ton of money, um, which was expected because my my tax status changed as I'm no longer uh, employed by anyone but myself. So that changed. You know, it's nothing. it's nothing shocking. It's just like, ugh. I do I do understand it's a little it softens the blow when it's just you get the paycheck and it's like Jesus Christ I never read my pay stubs because you look at it and you see how much is taken out for everything and it's like holy fucking shit the government just gets that for doing nothing I'm doing all the work and then I just give it to I get like people being so anti-tax I Particularly in this country, because you have a lot of countries where the people are heavily taxed, but they have a lot of stuff that they don't have to pay for, like, you know, college, medical care, a trip to the hospital, a trip to the doctor, uh, time off is just like mandated by the government, and you have to have six weeks at least. Um, So, yeah. It's, uh, I do understand when people say like, yeah, this, we're taxed to death here. It's like, yeah, because, okay, yes, I know we have infrastructure, we have roads, we have a lot of things. Uh, but is it the best things? No. And considering how wealthy this country is, it's really pretty embarrassing. 
So when I'm looking at like how much is taken out of my in my pay stub, and I say, hmm, okay, uh, yeah, and will I actually see any of that come back to me, like my parents and grandparents and and all of that got you know with Social Security and everything else and Medicaid and Medicare, blah 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 blah. Um, is that uh, is that a thing that I'll get to? I know I've contributed to it. Uh, will I actually get it back? I I'd like to think so. Um. But now I'm an independent contractor, so it's a little bit different. And there's different. There's new. T- there's a whole new world of taxes that I owe to people. Um, the New Hampshire uh, business tax of like four thousand dollars. Which again, this is four thousand dollars for uh, three months worth. I-, I was October, November, December. I was an independent contractor, and I have been, you know, this whole time, and I. I think, oh, I just so I just I just owe the state of New Hampshire. The live free or die, don't don't tax me, bro. State, I somehow somehow they figured out a way to tax me. Huh. Well, how about that? Yeah. I, I've said this before, and I know I was originally this was about Gilbert Godfrey tonight. You know, you have to just you have to just be along for the ride, because this is my mind is all over the place. It's not nothing is organized in my head anymore. It's just chaos. It's pure fucking chaos. And when I step back outside, I step outside of myself a little bit, and I just see the fact that I'm standing in my living room with a phone, just talking in an empty room with nobody. It's very strange. Life is weird. It's unfair, and it's also strange. Uh, The tax thing. What was I saying about that? I don't know. I forgot. I've already forgotten. I don't (laughs) know. Uh, oh my God, what was I just saying? Oh, this is earlier. What I was saying is today's April 13th and in two weeks, two weeks from Friday, I have my wellness, just my annual checkup, but I am, I'm compiling a list of things that I absolutely need to talk about. And I need to, you know, like, Hey, how do I get to take an ADHD test? Cause I think I've had a very challenging life. <laughs> that maybe could have been maybe a little bit easier if I had known some stuff about myself officially and uh, was maybe had, you know, a prescription to to help kind of take the edge off, so to speak. Um, anyways. Uh, oh, oh, that's what I was going to say, though. The, so anyway, so yeah, the doctor, I'm, I'm literally jumping between like three thoughts at the same time. And this is what work is like at the moment. I just like I'm typing one email on one screen and then I think of something else and I go to the other screen and I start looking at another email and then I go to another screen and I'm like, oh, I got to fill in this document. And then I go to my calendar. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to schedule this meeting, blah, 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 blah. And, and that's what that's kind of tr- it's tra- trickling over to the podcast where I used to be more organized. I would say, OK. I would write down a list what to talk about on the podcast. One, we'll do this. Two, we'll do a little this and that. And this is not the way that it's going. And, you you know, if you're hanging with me, I appreciate it. And I don't know if this makes for really terrible podcast radio stuff or maybe it's good. I don't really know, but I do it for free and I so I don't give a fuck. So this is this is what you get to listen to. Uh the tax stuff, though, that's the thing. I've mentioned this a million times. I Most of my friends are from New York, as am I. Most of them still live in New York. 
as I do not. And a lot of them complain. I just here and there, you know, I'll see on Facebook, you know, oh, it costs so much to do. Man, it's so expensive to live in New York. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? And I get it. If you don't have any point of reference, then yeah, your situation is the worst. And then when you go out in the world, and that's why I think it's important to live in different places. Um, you know, it's not for everybody. I think, I think to do it over again, I would have probably like just gone to college and done, uh, you know, one of those uh, semester abroad kind of things and, you know, seen a bunch of Europe and then maybe, you know, go to college someplace like California or someplace totally, totally unlike anything that I'd ever done. Arizona, California, I, I don't know, something, something different. And, uh, and then, you know, maybe graduate, maybe live there for a few years and then, and then come back be like, okay, or maybe stay there and love it. I don't know. But I think, uh, yeah, I think going to, going to college is a good thing. Uh, you should go to college. I feel, um, far from home as sad as that is as much as, and look, that's a big reason too. When I talk about like my desire to move back to New York, it's always a strong desire. But it's also, it's, it's a desire of the heart. And when I think about what, what is my, you know, when I'm thinking with my heart, I say, oh, yeah, let's move back to New York yesterday. And then when I think with my brain, it's like, that's the stupidest thing ever. Because I left New York for a reason. Not because I hated living there, but because, you know, my line of work, uh, the Albany area, maybe not such the best place on earth. Um. Are there banks and things? Yes. Do they pay what some place like Boston or New York City or even you know Charlotte would? No. Um. Anyway. Uh So so I, I gotta gotta cut this short. But I hear people like, oh my! I just had to register my car, my New York plates. It was ninety five dollars for two years. I'm like, oh my god! I'll trade with you, please. Uh, because mine is, uh, Jesus Christ, hundreds and hundreds of, for two cars, it's like, I don't know, it's like a thousand dollars a year. Uh, there's no school tax in, in New Hampshire. And guess what? The schools, they're not, they're not so hot. If you live in a wealthy area, they're pretty, pretty hot. Um, we're, we're kind of in the middle. The kids have had a really great elementary school. Uh, the middle school teachers are amazing. Um, but there's so many kids and there's a lot of smart kids and there's all the, all of the teachers have been amazing. I think about all the shit teachers I had in my quote unquote good school and how they fucking, you know, fucked me just, just making me, making me crazy. Uh, I'm looking at you, Mrs. Pope, you goddamn bitch. <laughs> Second grade. Oh my God. Can you imagine just teachers just being shitty to kids? Like, what are you doing here? Why are you teaching? Uh, and then Mrs. Gottwald, who I love dumping desks on the floor. Like, yeah, that won't fuck you up. Um, you know, cause all children are the same and they organize the same way and their minds all work the same way. So we should, we should humiliate them in front of the classroom and dump their shit out on the floor. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, there's been some doozies. 
Um, I haven't seen that in my kids' teachers at all. And they love, like, they love their teachers. They love them. I didn't love, I didn't have, I don't have a single teacher where I say, yeah, I loved that teacher. I had some very nice ones. Mrs. King was very sweet. She was very nice. Mrs. Vala was very nice. Uh, the others were like either okay, at best were just like okay, and at worst were just fucking monsters. <laughs> oh God! I just think of that fucking voice, that fucking harpy. That's what that's what my second grade teacher sounded like. Just. Um, meanwhile, my kid's second grade teacher is, I think it's still like their favorite. She's so good and smart and just, oh my God, she loves the kids. The third grade, they all, they're just great. They're just great, dude. And the sixth grade teachers, uh, fucking, they're all good. They're all really good. They're just, they just care so much. Um, so you look on paper and you look at school ratings and it's like, uh, Maybe not, but that doesn't tell the story. It just doesn't. Anyway, there's no school tax, and there's a lot of crappy school districts <laughs> in the state of New Hampshire um, versus like a New York or Massachusetts that has a fairly high school tax. And you know what you get? Pretty good schools. Doesn't guarantee you get good teachers, but you get good. Look, I came out of that school system, you know, fairly fairly smart like i was i was pushed a lot there were a lot of tough projects going way back to elementary school and you know a lot high demand a lot of overachievers and i think that's why my my oldest gets kind of bummed out because there are over there are a lot of overachievers but there's a there's a ratio because the population at the school is so large that you have to weed through a lot of uh <laughs> there's a lot of Barts, <laughs> a lot of Barts and not as many Lisas. Um, and, and I feel that my children are, are, I would call them both, uh, Blisa cause there's a certain element of, of both anyway. Um, but people, yeah, people in New York, I just, it's, it always makes me laugh. And they're like, the taxes here, the taxes. It's like, yeah. And your house costs half of what it would be if you lived where I live. And your and the property taxes here are fucking just off the charts everywhere. You know, property taxes are high depending on which county you live in. A lot of states they're just off the charts everywhere. Take a take a half a million dollar house here and a half a million dollar house anyplace else, and it's it's double or triple. Uh, anyway, it's just like my point is there's no like magic place that you can live and just inexpensive lifestyle. At least if you have kids. If you don't have kids, then yeah, you could live. Uh, you could li- and and the job doesn't matter and stuff like that. You don't need to be near things. Uh, yeah, there are places that you could live and have a reasonably low cost of living. Um, but if you need good schools and if you need access to great hospitals and culture and things like that, like yeah, you know, you you do have to pay for that stuff. <laughs> you just do um anyway i don't know what the point of any of that was but yeah paying taxes oh yeah april that all started with me looking at the calendar to say april 15th is coming jesus christ 
And that brings us back to April 15th is on Friday. And that was my only point is that two weeks from Friday is my doctor's visit where I'm going to say, hey, dudes, I think I need some additional tests beyond the usual, you know, cup my balls and I cough and turn to the left kind of thing. Uh, you know, yeah, take the blood pressure. It's going to be high. Uh, take the heart rate. It's going to be like, okay. Um, I finally, yesterday, by the way, for the first time, I've, I've been averaging 10,000 steps like once a month, which sucks. And it's, it's, it's weird. It's like the same time. Like it was like February 12th or like February 11th, March 12th, and then April 12th. It's all like on the 12th or the 11th of every month. I get that's that day every month I've gotten my 10,000 steps. It's very strange. Um, anyway, uh, but there's just too much happening. Uh, I gotta, I gotta run. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to this doctor of mine who's new. I don't know. Uh, hopefully good. And I'm gonna, I have a list of, I'm like writing a list. There's like stuff I need to, you know, just check, like, just whatever there's like physical stuff but then there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of other shit and just be like look i was that kid in first grade who was still sitting at the desk uh well after even the dumbest kid in the class had finished the the assignment and i was still doing the assignment because i couldn't fucking i couldn't just hone in i couldn't focus i couldn't lock into it i got better at it i've taught myself but it's still it's still a goddamn problem and it's one that requires a whole lot of effort <laughs> to be – I could turn down the effort and maybe just like kind of cruise on by uh, with some degree of mediocrity. Uh, I can't do that. And to even, to, to even maintain mediocrity, I, I feel – I just think about like, look, when you're in college, there's everybody does the all-nighters and you cram for tests and you're up all night and you're writing papers that are 100 pages long and – studying for all this just insane amounts of information overload that you, you you have to try and cram into your brain and but that's just been me with like anything i don't retain anything um you know unless it's one of the few things that i'm truly interested in and there's little things that will just stick and there's a whole lot of shit that just nothing sticks which is why I'm a good note taker <laughs> because I have to, because if I don't take notes on every word that was spoken, I'm not going to. And then I still, there's shit that I, I still don't capture. Even though I'm typing every word, I somehow still miss a bunch of stuff. And, uh, you know, the sleeplessness and the fucking anxiety and everything else. Like I need to, I need to be medicated dudes, uh, officially, I think. And if I and if the doctor says no, then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go talk to another doctor because you know they say you have to advocate for yourself, and that's very true because the doctor doesn't know everything all the time, and uh, they don't know you personally. Um, you know, maybe they do, but uh, if you're in a small like my old doctors used to know me pretty well because I was in a small town, and you know, my first doctor was my uh, my friend's dad who I went to school with. And then my second doctor was a former student of my dad who he knew very well. So, you know, we got the, the I mean, I don't think we got the royal treatment. I think everybody did because he's just a good doctor. But uh, anyway, uh, I got to run. 
Oh, yeah, so that was my eulogy of Gilbert Gottfried. I've said nothing about him. But he passed away yesterday, and I'm so sad. Selfishly, I kept, for the last two years, I kept, or three years, or whatever it's been, I kept saying, oh, I got to get a cameo. I got to buy a cameo from Gilbert Gottfried and have him saying, like, you're listening to the Birthday Boy Podcast. It's my best Gilbert. And uh, and now it's too late. Man, oh, man. Uh, anyways, to think, like, Norm MacDonald used to be on cameo. Gilbert, uh, better get my Bret Hart cameo while I still have a chance. Maybe I can get, this is Bret Hart, the excellence of execution, and you're listening to the Birthday Boy podcast. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Podcast excellence. <laughs> anyway, um, I do have to go. Gilbert Gottfried, we'll talk later about that. It's so sad. It's just like, <sighs> you think like, okay, if a bunch of them die, that there's going to be like one kind of sticks around for a long time. Bret Hart is a good example. All the Hart, Owen's dead, Davy Boy's dead, Pillman's dead, Anvil's dead, Piper's dead. All the, like anybody from the Hart family who even had like a dotted line to that family, they're all gone, but Bret's still around. And, uh, and for this circle, it's just like, Jesus, man, Norm MacDonald and Gilbert Gottfried and Bob Saget. And, you know, it's like all these people. So, very sad. All right, I do need to run, and we'll talk to you soon right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. The best there is, the best there... Ah, forget it. Uh, later, Gators.